Black Dog After Dark is recorded in a video store by people who have been drinking. We swear a lot. And there's spoilers. It's not safe for work, unless you work in a video store and have also been drinking. This is the truth. The Surrey Peacocks. Google this the, if you want. Surrey Peacocks? <laughs> Surrey Peacocks. All I hear is Surrey Peacock. Well, there's that, too. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Roger, Roger. What's our vector, Victor? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. I know that, Mr. Man. They also call them cereals. I'm not stupid, you know. The story is ludicrous. You can imagine where it goes from here. Fixes the cable. It was one of those strange nights that could ruin your whole day. In a big way. Dad, it's happening. This is a joke, right? It's really happening! 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 We'll all be dead if we don't get out of here. Make a list for me. People who we want to bring along. We gotta get Julie. Who's Julie? Stop and let me off. I don't stop for nothing. Jump! Don't hurt me. If it doesn't happen, I'll pay you. What doesn't happen, man? I'm dreaming. That's, that's it, I'm dreaming. Love can be exciting, even terrifying. Julie! But nothing could prepare you for an experience like this. Miracle Mile. Listen, I'm just a guy who picked up the phone. But by the way, listen, we should start the podcast. (laughs) This podcast should begin with Darren saying, please cut that part out. I don't want anyone to think I don't know anything about Dick Gregory and then start it. Right from the bat, let's just say we cannot talk about this movie without ruining the ending for anybody. Yeah. Spoilers. This is going to be full of spoilers because especially you can't talk about this movie without talking about the ending. Oh, yeah. No. So anyways, the the ending's a bit of a downer and the studios would not (laughs) let them... they didn't want to pay for it, you know. They wanted a happy ending. Spielberg was going to uh, was going to be on board to you know produce it. That would be ha- interesting. Had to change the ending, so you know he ended up selling the script and then he had to buy it back, and then he ended up finally getting a little bit of money. Nicolas Cage was going to play the main guy, and then it was Kurt Russell, and then um, geez, that would have been so different. It would have been way different. I don't think either. Of those I don't think either would have worked. Yeah. Nicolas Cage, I think, would have been a better choice because that would have been like yeah. Nic- not showing off so much Nicolas Cage era yeah yeah and Kurt, Kurt Russell's too much of a he's so much of like a sort of a macho well, he's not guy. sensitive enough I, no. I, w- I wouldn't buy him as a as what is like a, a anthro paleontologist or whatever it is that um, I thought he was Anthony a, Edwards does he's, he's a museum a, worker he's right? a tr- no he's no, a trombonist he played what? in a jazz band he's not a museum worker at all no he's, a, he's in a jazz band he worked, at, work he worked at the La Brea did you well, we may as well no we may as well start right yeah. then and there we'll just drop in with this movie the movie begins in the museum he, but work, he works there he though. doesn't work there no, he's he hijacking on. a school tour he's just there by himself he's killing time and he's witty game. and he's flirting with Mayor no. Winningham the co-star uh. and he's actually <laughs> hijacking and this is it looks like that at first that he is indeed. He's wearing like a blazer and everything. I know. But he's he's pretending that he works there. He's talking to these kids, and then this woman comes over, and she acts kind of weird, and she then he, says, has, he has to go away. This is my school tour, young man. Something along those lines, because she's the teacher, and he's oh. hijacking. Okay, well, it I mean, it's not really. Being, it's not no. an important. No, detail, it's, not it's very important, actually. What it's that he hides? Why he's at the fucking museum matters that much. Well, the fact that he's bonding with those kids so fast, and it is important because that's where he meets Mayor. Well, Wendell. I know, but he could have been. But, wor- 
he's it be shows working there he's this wonderful. Rehab. He's a wonderful. He could have just been just hanging out. But yeah, yeah. I, understand, I understand what you're saying. He could have been a pervert, and they could have taken this in a horror like movie if direction. If this was made no. now, he would be, he'd be a pervert. He sounds like a pedo. Yeah, a pedo. but he's like, not. Who, who hang? I've been, I've been in England. Yeah, <laughs> Madonna syndrome. I say pedo instead of pedophile. But uh, well, how's that Madonna syndrome? What's I don't know mean? because everyone made fun of Madonna when she lived in England for a couple of years, and all of a sudden was talking like this. I took my vitamins, and I spelled tires with a Y. I'm English now. Oh, did um, we hey, did we mention uh, you know at the start of all the podcasts we talk about if we've seen the movie our first impressions yes, all that kind of that's stuff. That's what we, uh, yeah. We haven't done that yet. I was gonna steer we do us that into that. No, okay. we just jump. We don't. I guess we don't really need to. I mean, we can. Evolve. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind. There's it. a because yeah. this movie has sort of a through line of evolution in it as a subtext. Mm-hmm. For, so, well, we so we can this. evolve the podcast, uh, yeah. or we can just go it's back true. to doing the same old thing. Well, let's just work it in right now. How well, are you talking about right now? So, so as it was your pick, I believe, Darren. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess you should start. Well, what are your? What, where did you first see Miracle Mile? You know, I don't know if I've ever seen it before. You know, because it's one of those movies I've always seen the box. I, you know, I've always, I probably probably taken it home a few times to watch, but I, I, I have a vague, vague memory of the late '80s of possibly watching it. Going in, I thought it was a romantic comedy. Oh. Yeah, I had I didn't know I didn't know it was <laughs> into the world It's sort scenario. of a romantic co- so you didn't know anything about this when you no, were watching it. No. That's see that's probably the best way to see this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was it was a blast to watch. I guess I shouldn't I should say my my final. Well, we'll yeah, we'll save our declaration what we thought of it. Declarations but, uh, of love or hate until yeah. the end of the podcast. But no, I was I had really no. I, I I've always wanted to watch it, and it's like yeah, I'm gonna finally watch this motherfucker. Um, and, but on uh, the box, he's like standing on top of a taxi cab. Yeah, but he's, a, he's hugging Mayor Winningham, and it's like oh, it's Anthony Edwards. He's like he's he does he to me he's not the guy that's gonna be. In like an end of the world thriller, <laughs> I don't know True. why. So I was a little surprised. Yeah, but you're not entirely wrong, Alex. What was your? When did you first see Miracle Mile? Ten or eleven or twelve years ago. I uh, was just hanging out with some friends. Somehow Miracle Mile came up in the conversation. I had never ever heard of this movie, and I wa- I saw it without knowing anything about it. They refused to tell me anything about it, and I was completely blown away by it. But yeah, you brought it up again, and I was I was really uh, interested to rewatch it. I enjoyed thought, it so much. I thought years you would ago. have jumped at the opportunity because you bear such a striking resemblance to Anthony Edwards. I bet you have stories. I have too many stories about that, but I'm not <laughs> kidding. Alex was... is the spitting image of Anthony Edwards. Not so much now, but when he was on ER in the late '80s, early '90s, I looked like that guy from Revenge of the Nerds, and I could never place what character what about top they 10? meant. Or I never school, heard Top Gun. I never heard Top Gun. Nobody I always heard goose? either you look like the guy from Revenge of the Nerds or Gotcha. Oh, gotcha. He was in a paintball, gotcha, right. which I've never gotcha. seen. I believe it co-stars Linda Fiorentino. I, 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 believe, I think so. I saw Gotcha in the theater. Anyway, by the time he got cast on ER, where this Dr. Mark Green, I... Uh, you know we, his name? At, yeah, at that point, it I coincided with me going to college in Montreal, and we had the exact same pattern of baldness, and I heard every day, I'm not kidding, hey, you look like the guy from ER. So much so that I went out as, on Halloween as that character. Sure, might as well. You might as well own it. And I had an engraved nameplate. It didn't say Dr. Green. It said the guy, the guy from, from ER. ER. And then the real Anthony Edwards showed up. Oh, and they wanted to shoot off. one of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm Anthony! Clooney. I'm Anthony! Yeah, Clooney stood between us with the revolver. <laughs> he had his Caesar haircut from ER, and he's like, couldn't choose which one of us to shoot. I could, I could have totally conned people. I'm not joking. I'm glad you resisted now. the temptation to yeah. use your powers for evil. I remember Miracle Mile again. I've said it on this podcast, probably every single movie that we've done. 
Late night, 1 o'clock in the morning, KVOS TV 12. I had no idea what it was about. I didn't know it was an end-of-the-world movie. No. Similar to you, I think. Yeah. It was like a rom- I think it was a romantic comedy. And it starts out that and way. And it was like, I probably, wa- I probably watched two other movies that night, just staying up past my bedtime. Wow. Well, she could stay up that late and, and watch I movies. And I never bothered to re-watch it, but I remember being hypnotically entranced by it and thinking it was a super interesting movie yeah. when I was like 12 years old, where it had that formula that I love, which is just an incredibly simple, high-concept premise. And then throw as many obstacles within right. that framework. Yeah, that, that, that does seem to be like a lot of movies had that kind of yeah. theme in the 80s. Yeah, quick change and yeah, uh, but, after um, hours. Uh, after hours, into the night. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah. Into the night's a, a, you know, I was trying to think of a pairing and that, that one escaped me. I bet we're all going to have the same pairing. I think you'll. I think we already know yours. <laughs> well, let's. We'll wait to the end of the. Mine, mine's the best one though. Shall we just? Yeah. Well, kick, well, kick let's, off the plot. Yeah, How does it yeah, start? Yeah. Well, they uh, uh, Mayor Winningham and Anthony Edwards meet in the uh, museum. Um, it's by the La Brea Tar Pits. By the La Brea Tar Pits. Yes. Yeah. Which I was always, I was always fascinated by the La Brea Tar Pits when I was a kid. Just, Me too. I, I had a. Because like, Bugs Bunny was always trying to get there, and he <laughs> he hung a left at Albuquerque. At Albuquerque. Well, I had I actually had a model of like a, a woolly mammoth like going That's like dying so in the crazy. in the part in the tar pits as like a saber tooth tiger was leaping on it. Yeah, it was like yeah. My, it was my favorite model. It's a it stupid so cool. saber tooth tiger. I know. What are you jumping on that thing for? You're going to go like how the, much yeah. food can you eat before you you <laughs> yourself have to jump? On I'm aware of that. There, there's no re- that that there's a reason why they're extinct. That's because yeah. they're fucking morons. Because <laughs> they're stupid animals. Yes. Well, I just remember. That Bray tar pit image from an encyclopedia that we had. And what broke my heart is is that the as the elephant or as the mammoth is sinking into the tar, <laughs> there's like the mate and the the baby mammoth on the shore watching it happen. That yeah. broke my heart oh my as a God. kid. I think well, that's in this movie too. Geez. You well, can they, see them in they, the they, shot. I think they were like laughing at him. They were mocking him. They pushed him. The King Lear of Woolly Mammoths. <laughs> There's a weird... That's a long way to go for a not funny uh, was, payoff. Uh, it made, made me laugh. So <laughs> Mayor Winningham and Anthony Edwards meet at the, at the I, I'm assuming, the Museum of Natural History in As, San Francisco. Uh, uh, L.A. We're in L.A. Is it La Brea Tar Pits in Los Angeles? Yes, okay, is, yes. in L.A., whatever. The whole, thing take, the whole thing takes place in a very small area It takes place in, in like a five-block radius. On the Miracle Mile. So the, the area yeah. of Los Angeles is called Miracle Mile. Yeah, we, there's, not, there's actually not that much plot, so we can just whiz through well, it. Well, it's just as a, sub, really as a interesting... sub-theme, um, like extinction. Because the movie opens with Anthony Edwards in the museum, and he's actually watching. You don't realize he's watching it yet. That but cosmos. it's a short film about... Evolution. Yeah, yeah. And no. Anthony Edwards is watching it, and uh, well, basically, it just it basically stating right there one of the themes of the movie is that you know humanity, if you want to call it that, is just another step, just another in step the line of evolution. You know? and, and that, that's that animation. It's weird pot. because that animation is from the Carl Sagan series Cosmos from okay. the seventies. I don't know if you guys ever watched it. No. Of course, and we have it here at Black Dog Video for rental. Yeah, and it's you know the Neil deGrasse Tyson one is good is great too. I've seen that one. But I, I really but the yeah. Carl it doesn't hold a candle to the Carl Sagan one. But that animated piece, I, I, I uh, it's weird because it doesn't have Carl Sagan's voice. So I was one I maybe wondered whether the, uh, if you get the rights to Carl Sagan's narration or it's something. It's a very low budget movie. So maybe that maybe they spent but all the how money much Carl Did Sagan you hear the other <laughs> reference to Sagan though? In the he movie? was he was commanding no. a Well we'll bring that up later. Anyway, so uh, so yeah, so and we were just sort of just now the three of you us were, we were sort no. of 
quarreling about what the hell Anthony Edwards is doing there. I she, she, I was she, under the the misapprehension that he was an employee or at least a volunteer. No. Turns no. out he's just a horrible creepy pedo who who <laughs> goes to the no, he's he's pedo. Not. I do not want to hear the he's, word he, pedo. No. In he's just a nice episode. gentleman who has a good way with people and children love and him. just and he's approaches flirting. children and and, and pretend and, and and chats them up when, this the, when there's no the grown-ups around. This is back in the 80s when, when every, everything was cool. Mostly, that very special episode of Different Strokes was all about a pedo and that was the 80s showing off to impress mayor winningham who also happens to be so he's goofing off in front of these yeah, little yeah. kids he's she, being she's totally in a, friendly she's in pedo. so i when i was watching uh, that when i was watching i thought they knew each other from somewhere else or something like that because no. they but yeah because they just they seem to be have like a connection immediately so i thought that i thought they were familiar with each other earlier but obviously they weren't love they, at first sight it was love friend. at first sight as yeah, she she was the girl of his and, dreams kind of thing and she was into him and and, and he, so they hit it off immediately and he, he doesn't well not, well he, he doesn't work up the guts oh okay it's it start starts with a voiceover, which I always hate. I think Fight Club is the only movie I've ever seen where let's, I, where uh, I let, it let's, uh, let's call him by his, uh, Harry is his character. Harry, yeah. Harry, yeah. And the thing with the voiceover is I there are so few movies where it's consistent, and this movie is not consistent. It starts out with a voiceover. I don't even remember the voiceover. Yeah, it's a narration. It's his inner monologue. Mm. And he says, like, it took a billion years of evolution for people to come along and 30 years for Harry to meet right, right. Uh, Mary, well, who's, Mary Winningham. Who, who's narrating it? He is. He is. In his head. So, so, it's his thoughts, right? right? So he calls himself Harry? Yes. Well, he's, okay. it's, he's, it's like... No, he's just like, it's a, for me. Well, like, maybe oh, oh Harry and Knucklehead, so you know what I mean? Right. Anyways, and so then... He, I, Not insane. So he's, 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 uh, he's capering for her. He's being quite charming. Capering? Yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah, he's like flouncing about. Flouncing. <laughs> like, like, like a twat up on the heath. I've seen you flouncing about like a twat yeah, up on you, the heath. You spent way too much time in England. Well, no, that's just from with Neil and I. Put that down. <laughs> Are you still looking he's at like, DVDs? He's like a child. You're like a child. Put that down. <laughs> so he chickens out, but then she comes back, and they have this really wonderful day, day together. Yeah. It's not really that important. The setting is important. Yeah. They they they, they meet his his uh, her her grandparents who are In, almost immediately. Yeah, who hate each other. They're buying she's buying a hot <coughs> she's buying a hot dog. Oh yeah, okay. So yeah. Well so, not right away. They have they they meet. And then a couple it cuts to a couple of dates later. Mm. Yeah, it is. It's a couple of same, dates later. Same same day. No. Yeah. That's the same day cuz he's It's the same day. It's yeah. the same day cuz this this whole this whole movie takes place in one day. That's the thing. I heard that, but I didn't get that impression from watching it, and I'll argue why I didn't get that impression. Immediately, they're on another day, it seems like. His outfit looks similar. She's wearing completely different clothes. She had to go to work. And she has her grandfather. But no, she's suddenly watching him play... With that band, mm-hmm. no, okay. that's the he, next thing, and she has on a totally different he, outfit. Because he was he was playing later that night. That's right. Yeah, at, at the she, museum. But I get, was he playing at the museum? Yeah, no, the, it's a it was a fundraiser to save the Pan Pacific, which was a huge auditorium. When he's playing trombone outside, there's a big banner that says "Save the Pan Pacific," right? And you can see this Art Deco structure behind him, and that oh. is a famous auditorium okay, dance I thought, hall. I thought that's where they had. To it go was to, used yeah. for uh, the set in Xanadu. It was the dance hall they. Re- Redo, reopen in oh, the we horrible Olivia Newton-John movies. I love Xanadu. There's no indicators that this is in one day, and even the night when he oversleeps and misses her, she he's she's basically inviting him over to the hotel room, or basically implying 
that they're finally going to like consummate yeah, this she thing. Says, she says, she says, says on your third date, yeah. I'm going to fuck your eyes blue. Screw your eyes blue. Screw your eyes blue. And so I'm thinking, okay, this is three days later. He's already meeting her mom or grandma. Which is well, they, but it was it was by accident. They kind of ran into into them in the park. I think he she definitely brought her granddad a lot as a date. Yeah, he goes. He goes to buy Anthony Edwards a hot dog, and then all of a sudden the mom. The shows hot dog up. thing was kind of the weird. Grandmother. But... The grandmother shows up. It's just like, wait a minute. So they lived like a block away from each other. And By they the way, it's a tube been... steak. I, I had a a very... tube steak. That's right. A... <laughs> that's what I thought it was. Yeah, and that's my band's name too. We're going to be appearing this oh. weekend, and we're going to be doing all surf all... guitar versions of the Tangerine Dream oh, soundtrack. That's going to be all these America Mall. Oh, I love a good tube steak. Yeah. Well, who doesn't? It's a really gross word. It's, it just makes me Two think words. of feces. I like it. <laughs> it makes uh. me think of something else. But uh, anyways, <laughs> let's. Uh, anyways, so, so they, they they plan to meet after uh, after her shift at the diner. Yeah. Which, by the way, is like the world's coolest looking diner. Oh, totally. So photogenic. Yeah. I love it. If it's still there, I totally want to go. And she works. And her shift is down. she works like. Seems like almost graveyard. Like she works until one o'clock in the morning or something. Yeah, midnight. It's, it's, she works till midnight. So, and so, and so, he so. has to go home and get some sleep at his hotel. Yeah, because he wants to be fresh. So, so he can bone, but this, he can this, bone all night. This yeah. is when she says basically they're gonna have sex, as she says on the third date. Anyway, uh, anyway so, so so then he goes back to his hotel and, and then, there's a power outage and he but how but how is the power outage caused? I remember him throwing a smoke out the window. There's that and too, a pigeon actually. grabbing the smoke and taking it to a its lit, nest. You're right. That's an incredible yeah, shot. So yeah. you're right. I think. And that, that, and wait a minute. Is that what caused that's the blackout? The, the, he, he caused the power outage. By uh, giving a pigeon a smoke, well, who took it back to its nest because he thought it was something. That's completely that, brilliant. You're then, right. Yeah. That is what it and is. Then, and then it, it did. It, I, it, look at us I pointing totally, out things that totally we totally fucking missed. Miss that completely impressive shot. Yeah. No, no, I remember the. I do remember the bird. What, whichever kind of bird it was. It's a peacock <laughs> out in Surrey. <laughs> why? Why? Why is the peacock in Surrey? Oh, have you not heard the news? Because that's where they they all smoke. There, no, I'm not joking. There's a feral community of peacocks this is going to sound really weird because his voice is all disembodied. A, okay, Alex has just informed us that in Surrey, where I there's grew up, roving gangs there's of, roving gangs of peacocks, yeah. which is kind of horrifying because they're, they're big, aggressive, horrible birds. They've apparently, here's the weird thing. I read a news article recently about the Surrey peacocks. No, that's not a <laughs> that's, sports that, team. No, I, or, I was going to say a gang. Or, or, or a gang, yeah. Or a gang. This is the truth, the Surrey peacocks. Google this the, if you the want. Surrey peacocks? <laughs> Surrey peacocks. All I hear is Surrey peacock. <laughs> Well, there's that, too. According to one news article I read, they've been there since 1975, but a different news report. So have I. So they're really old, then. They were introduced to the area when it was still farmland in the early 2000s, and then when the farmland got bought up, the peacocks remain. They've only become really a huge issue lately because homeowners are saying their vehicles are being destroyed because when a peacock sees its reflection, it thinks it's a competing male. And, they and it, it will destroy it. So, yeah. So, just so like, cars just are like being Surrey destroyed. But, but peacocks are like, they're like fragile little, you know, No, they're not. No, they're not. Hold a mirror up in, to a peacock and I watch him destroy you. I will. Don't you dare. I'm, I'm, go, I'm going I, to Surrey. On, I uh, double dead dog I'm dare going to, you, I'm going to Surrey tomorrow afternoon with all my mirrors. To, and to, I'm going to see what yeah, happens. Yeah, and go antagonize some Surrey peacocks. Yes. <laughs> So okay, and, so uh, so he accidentally oversleeps. Yeah. So the, well, he oversleeps. He wakes up and he sees that the American flag is on TV. Uh, the, yeah, that's signing off television. Three forty-five yeah, exactly. in the fucking morning. Yeah. And he so he rushes to her diner. 
And, just, this is, and this is where we're introduced to... Which is crazy. Like, like he expects her to still be there, like, three and a half hours later. So yeah, he, he gets to the diner. He gets to the diner, and we, and we are now introduced to the most in, basic... Every character actor in anything ever in the 80s is I in like, that I diner. I like, I know that guy. I know, the, the, the only person I didn't recognize was a transvestite. I, I, the, everyone else is like, I know that person. I've seen that person. Hey, that's that girl from, from uh, Star Trek. Yeah, that's it was a, yeah, Denise, Cros- Denise Crosby, the, the psychiatrist from Terminator, is in this... The heavier guy is a poor man's Charles Durning. Yeah, so all the freaks are there at four o'clock in the morning, and so he gets her phone number from the waitress. The waitress. Yeah, Yeah, and And see, see, here's here's why I think Alex's theory that this was not a one-day date. Because the waitress seems to know Harry really well. Well, yeah. she, I'm sure. I, I bet she talked about him. She 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 didn't know who he was when he got there. But uh, no, she were, knew when he when he came in, and he said, and he says she's disappointed, isn't she? And then she goes, "Well, wouldn't you be, Harry?" Like she had already nah, met this guy. I, I'm not sure if that was the. Exact he was at the line diner. There was another scene at that diner earlier well, in the film. What that we hadn't that we didn't watch? No, he drops her off at the diner. She's like, "No, I have to go to work, and I'll fuck you after work." And he's like, "Awesome." I don't, I, I don't remember saying that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, I don't remember phrasing. saying that either. <laughs> I'll screw your eyes blue. It ha- t- happens at the diner. Well, this is the remake that Dylan's didn't, like did, envisioning. Yeah, yeah. It's didn't he have Miracle Kilometer. It's going to be a Canadian version. <laughs> who's going to so, play the female lead? Obviously you. Uh, no, uh, no, it's uh, it's uh, Molly. What's her name? Oh, never uh, mind. Griswold. I, no, the fucking Parker. Molly Parker, yes. Molly, the Molly. only Canadian actress yeah, in Molly Canada. Polly. He gets her number and he goes out to the phone booth, the phone booth. which he, has it, been ringing once he first showed up. There's a lunatic who's kind of roaming the streets, a doomsday kind of yeah, espousing yeah, yeah. lunatic always who's is. roaming the streets. And when he first walks into the diner, the phone's ringing because, but he answers it when after the after he uses the phone, but right. it is ringing when he first yeah. arrives. Well, cause I, I was, yes, please. Oh, I, was, that this I, was, I was watching with my wife and, um, I, we both, I looked at her and said, if you, if you buy, if you were by a phone booth and the phone's ringing, would you answer it? Yes. And I said, we both said yes immediately. Of course I would answer that. Just, why, why not? And yeah. There's this weird homeless guy kind of walking around. Well, that's a, that's a really cool theme though. That's explored in this film, by the way, I don't think it's some cliche that should be dismissed. There is a ranting lunatic in the film. But that really, There's who's one outside, in this room right now. that's true, espousing like it's all over. Mm-hmm. That's what's so fascinating about this movie, because it does address this later, when Anthony Edwards himself, middle class, you know, totally privileged white guy, gets into that position. Yeah. yeah. People start questioning, should we believe you more? Because yeah. you're this straight and, conservative. And there's like even a, a moment. There's a moment. It's true though. It, yeah. About twenty minutes. I know, after, that's a good about point. twenty minutes further into this movie, they're in a truck together. Yeah. And for some reason, the homeless guy's in there. I even wrote yeah. down why they bring <laughs> yeah. the homeless guy. I know why is he in there. And uh, <laughs> but there's a, Anthony Edwards goes, "Who are you?" And then the homeless guy goes, "Who are you?" Yeah. And, and it's also, like there's like this little trade-off. Yeah. Also, when Anthony Edwards is ranting in the restaurant for the first time about what he's heard on the phone. Okay. The but transvestite also says, "Hey, if I was saying." this no one would believe okay but no, they don't know what it's it is true. yet yeah it's true so he goes to get a usa today and then the phone rings and he assumes it's mayor winningham calling him back like i guess she's like star 69 or whatever I, and so he answers yeah. the phone and it's it's a, a guy a very frantic young man claiming to be in a nuclear missile silo who's somewhere try, in trying, like who, idaho who, who think like yeah somewhere in yeah. it's in middle midwest or something denver isn't it yeah. doesn't matter and north dakota north dakota that's yeah. it Going yeah crazy. they've launched the missiles and fu- and just and just unloads and it all sounds totally like real because yeah. he's, he's using like uh mm-hmm. like, like you know military terms that, that some yeah. knucklehead wouldn't and, and have thought just, of just the the immediacy and frantic uh his voice was you, you think yeah this is this is legit right yeah. 
And then, and then Anthony Edwards says, you know, who is this and whatever. And then the guy realizes, he's like, oh, my God, I hit the wrong area code. Is this my dad? But, inst- <laughs> but instead of hanging up, when this guy realizes he's hit the wrong area code, he actually says out loud, I hit the wrong area code. I was trying for my dad in Orange County. Right. And he keeps talking. It's like, why don't you hang which up is, and then call is, your fucking which dad? Is, which is important for the... It is. It yeah. is important, but it's... Yeah. it's, it's it, it still works for me. He's but, just thinking out loud. I well, mean, he, and he's got, he's got someone on the line, too. And it's like, you might as well tell him. You yeah, know? you got but, someone on the yeah. line. Yeah, full pain. And then, and then he hears like a military guy come in and you hear machine gun fire. Yeah. And then, the, and then another voice says... It's one of my favorite lines in the movie. Forget actually. everything you just heard and go back to go sleep. Go back to sleep. Yeah, it's such a fucking good line. Yeah, it's actually give you chills right now because it's, and, a, it's and, such a creepy line. I think line. he even says something about running a trace. And At first, they're like, "Do you want us to run a trace?" And, and he's like, "Well, there's no point because everyone's dead in an hour and ten minutes yeah. anyway, right? Like, yeah. there's no point." Because I, I, I remember thinking, like, uh, like, well, how come, how come, like, I thought five minutes later they'd be, they'd be surrounded by military vehicles. But I guess if you're going to launch is, nukes, it doesn't this matter. This is also 1989 when they, 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 that, they don't have that technology to know where that's coming from like that fast. It would take them. It would take them a while to trace yeah, that so call. Yeah, so the guy has to. True. Yeah, keep, line, keep him on the line for three minutes. Yeah. So, uh, what's the weather like out there? Yeah. And, uh, what are you wearing? They make fun <laughs> of that really well in Police Squad. They do a spoof of that where they put a tap on the phone. It's literally a tap, yeah. like as in water. Yeah. But the woman's like, "You have a train coming from Detroit at this speed, <laughs> and you have a train coming." She's doing all those skill test questions to keep him on the line. Mm. Okay, so uh, so here's here's this message, and, 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 and then, then he's freaking out, and he doesn't know whether or not he should freak out. Yeah. Oh yeah, and, and, and the guy says specifically, we're 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 launching in. Uh, no, he says in an hour, and you'll get he, it back yeah, in he an says, hour. And yeah, 10 he, he says he says that the, the missiles have, have, have gone. You'll get it back in about yeah, about yeah, an hour yeah, and ten minutes. Yeah, he said, yeah, they're they're gonna hit in like four. Because I remember he looks, it's like 407. Yeah. And I did the math, and it was gonna be like 457. This is the, the one of the biggest tonal shifts in a movie that I've seen because it's gone from like a romantic comedy. It's like, oh, you know, the, he missed the date, and now it's turned into like a fucking you know nuclear thriller. Yeah, which is which, which to me, I love those kind of things. It's great. Yeah, and, and uh, there's it. It feels like it's in real time because this movie has loads of very subtle tracking shots. You know, mm-hmm. like you know, you you go see a movie and they want to really blow your mind. Ooh, it was all one take, which is also really which, fucking which, obvious. Which is, yeah, but sometimes it's uh, cool. But, but no, no, sometimes it's cool, but sometimes it's just like, oh, this movie sucks, it's... and you're trying to make up for it by having this impressive <laughs> tracking shot. Right. But in this movie, it actually l- lends itself to to the story and, and, and the way everything plays out. He bumps into cool. a glass door. Well, oh yeah, he runs right into a fucking glass door. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then uh, that was an homage to Fellini too. Was it? Was it? Yeah. <laughs> so then uh, he goes into the diner and, and he he sits down. Well, he and, doesn't know what to do. And he, yeah, he, and the waitress comes over and he grabs her arm rather abruptly. And then he takes the coffee pot and he pours milk into the coffee. He's like, "Can I have the?" He's a little belligerent. He's well, he's fucked up because he thinks he doesn't know whether it's legit or not, yeah. and and he and he's he's starting to freak out. But because he's being so belligerent to the to the waitress, it's the chef. And he was somebody. The cook was somebody. Uh, yeah, he wasn't a chef. He's a cook. With a and he's got a gun and, yeah. he, and he's like, dude, you're well, all, all fucked all, up. All good cooks should carry guns. And nobody believes them. And the uh, the the, the transgendered uh, person. Uh, well, they're not necessarily transgender. She's just transvestite. I just want to say. Okay, I don't know what I can say. The well, dude, no. the dude who looked like a lady. Uh, Aerosmith says says uh, this is obviously a fucking prank. Yeah. I'm only referring to the character, by the way, and I do want to be serious about this, as the transvestite because in the credits they're credited as such. I think. 
one person refers to that character as the name Roger. But then, so but, Roger, fine, Roger. Yeah. Roger is, is going, this is obviously a joke. And then Denise Crosby. Oh, whips out her giant So there's, a, there's a woman, and she's you know she's starting her working day at 4 o'clock in the morning, and uh-huh. she's reading the New York, she's reading the, the, the Los Angeles Times. It's the Wall Street Journal. Turns out, and again, with the coincidence, but I'll allow it, Turns out Denise Crosby <laughs> has is, friends she, in she, high she has places. some kind of she's some kind of government worker. She, she's a yeah. And she no, is, she dated a guy who worked at the nuclear plant. So yeah, but no, she whips out her like her hilarious. It's, like it's like a brick. Yeah, it is. With like some antenna on it's it. It's like a twenty-four hour party people uh, phone. <laughs> if you've seen the movie, you I know have, but I, mean. I, don't I don't remember the. Does no, 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 you're th- no, no, you're thinking of... of, of the... Shower in a briefcase on SCTV? Yes. <laughs> and and, and blow, blow dryer in a briefcase? Yes. No, I, th- I think you're thinking of the other... Uh, Bad influence? De- it's called Deterrence, and it, it, it's, it's, it's Kevin Pollack as the president... And he's in a diner because uh, the snow is so bad. Right. When he when he's on the campaign trail, he has a nuclear showdown, and he has to run it by these people in the diner, as opposed to like his. You've, you've never heard of this that's movie. A, that's an interesting premise. You've never heard of that movie. Deterrence. I, I just don't buy Kevin Pollock as the president. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Post Trump, I can buy anyone. Okay, now I'd be, I, I would I would okay. be I would be thankful for Kevin Pollock yeah. as the fucking president. Okay, so anyways, turns out Denise Crosby knows some people, and she pulls out her big brick phone. And she makes some phone calls, and she's like, "That's really weird because they're all basically they're, they're evacuated. They're all taken off to South America. They're all taken off to no, the South Pole." Yeah. And, well, yeah, and, and that's what convinces the cook to go fuck this shit, whitey. And he fucking because uh, he's black. Oh, he's right? black, right? Yeah. And he uh, and he does actually sound like that. Yeah. And he and he gets a shopping cart and just loads it up with all the fucking canned goods. You might as well to take the Antarctica because you're going and to he, fucking and Antarctica. And he aims a gun. He aims a gun at, at Harry and says, "Like, was that shit real, cracker?" And uh, does, he, does he say at, cracker, which is like my, know, my, it's like my favorite insult of all time? It's kind of the best. And Harry is just like, uh, why the why the fuck would I make this up? Yeah, Rogers. If I were saying it, no one would believe me. And that's another really interesting kind of comment on class in this movie. They do that a lot. There's little shots within like assumptions we make about each other yep. based on our appearance. Well, if, and the film intelligently sprinkles that in. I'll yep. bring up a few other examples. Well, if if you're if you're in, in that situation, but in like in as one of the people in the diner, and some guy. He's he's well, he's well dressed in an '80s gross looking suit because yeah. yeah, it's the '80s. And he plays trombone. And he plays it's the, the worst suit since Jeff Daniels' suit in Something Wild. Yeah, he's got, there's there's there's, there's some there's some bad there's some bad clothes in this movie, but it's the '80s. Yeah. Any, anyways, but uh, if you were there, what would you? And this guy was ranting, and he just what it just happened, and he told you exactly that. What would you, what would you think? Would you? Well, think see, well that's the thing. And what would you think if someone quote unquote like presented in this movie a transvestite said it? As opposed to someone yeah. dressed in conservative clothing yeah. or anyone else, like or the, maybe yeah, one or of the, the homeless guy. Types. If the homeless guy had answered the phone, I'd probably dismiss it and go whatever and get new. The cook, he has a big van. He everyone piles into the van. It's, they're they're heading to the airport. It's and, a uh, by the way a uh, catering van. It's called Fat Boys, which I found really <laughs> charming. Uh, oh, it's a catering that, van. It's a nice, it's a nice, nice little detail. And so and so, he, so he so he gets in the back of the van, and Denise Crosby is arranged for planes to leave to Antarctica yeah. for these people, but he's all, she's also arranged for a helicopter on top of a building for Anthony Edwards, because Anthony Edwards is going to stay. Yeah. He's going to go find uh, Julie and get her to the airport. So well, they have they have like yeah. a, sort, a small amount of time 
to get in a helicopter and get to the airport. This is something I felt when I watched this film for the first time over a decade ago, and I, I still found it plausible to think this if I were watching this for the first time now, like I've re-examined. Did, was that impression valid that I had or whatever? And what I thought, too, is I got the impression that it was such a coincidence that Denise Crosby thing. I thought at some point, is she a crazy person he's met in the diner? Yeah. Is, can she really arrange all this? It is a and bit of a leap to have somebody. Where, but still. But I, I, I'm not I, I, putting I, it down. I, I think, think it adds in to some the, ways, uh, yeah, it was the, by design. Yeah, well, it's, it, by it, design it, it, it moves the plot. At yeah. this yeah. point, you're also arguing, too, is like, Who's telling the truth here and who isn't? This well, is the whole, that's why yeah. I love this movie. The whole way through, you don't know if it's real or it's not. It's true, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and also this is where another really interesting blast commentary. I really think that this script has is when Denise Crosby, when they're in the back of the van, she's like, "Let's contact Great Minds." Right. The waitress who they imply is kind of young. She's probably not the best educated. Whatever she, yeah. the character speaks in a slang. Not that she's suggesting. Job, but... People like Joyce Brothers, more or less like celebrities <laughs> that are right. presented on TV is right. important. Yeah. And then the other guy is the guy who's sitting next to yeah, her. Yeah, the Paul Provenza guy, the young, the, the young grease yeah. monkey guy. He's more or less name dropping. I don't think he knows a lot of people really. Yeah, yeah. But at this point, she's on the phone calling different people. And she actually says at one point, and I paused it and rewound it and listened to it again to make rewound sure. She it. says, Mr. Sagan, yes, I know this is an awkward time to call yeah. you, but I have some horrible news for you. Oh. So it's the second reference to Carl Sagan huh. in the script. Maybe the director no, was no, still no. about or maybe, or maybe it was Bob Sagan. I didn't have on the... <laughs> could have been Bob yeah, Sagan. Because you want to have someone that's funny. No. Maybe not as funny. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and he uh, he name drops Dick Gregory. I remember uh, he says Dick Gregory. Dick like, Gregory. Well, Dick Gregory. You're joking, is, right? Civil rights. Well, he's you're kid- joking. It's civil rights. Well, like, why would Darren know who Dick Gregory? Well, is? he was a legend. He's still alive. He may oh, let's get started. I, 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 I was yeah, thinking he was Dick like he was like, dead, a, like but, uh, a Phil Silver show or something like that. No, no, no. no. Yeah, he's a comedian from back in the day who. Let's became, just who, edit who became that a, out. He knows who Dick. He became a civil rights activist. Okay. He's like pre-Richard Pryor black comic. Anyway, let's just edit that Dick. Please, please do. I don't want to sound stupid on this podcast. The black cook guy is driving, and Anthony Harry is like, we have to stop and pick up Julie and he's like yeah no, oh, sure and so then Anthony Edward, and turns out the cook has no intention whatsoever of, of going to pick up his girlfriend so he has to jump off the back of the truck onto an on-ramp there's that great scene when he's lying on the on-ramp and, and he thinks he's about to get hit by, uh, by two a, motorcycles but he thinks it's a truck but it turns yeah. out it's two motorcycles that, that whiz right by him while he's lying there he pulls out a gun and uh, there's this guy who's got a bunch of stolen car stereos in the, in the trunk of his, his convertible car, and Anthony Edwards gets into the passenger seat and he com- demands Well, he, he makes the him. guy stop. Yeah, he yeah, makes the guy stop. And- Character's black. His name's Wilson, and he has a car trunk full of stolen items. The car stereos and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but, and, and, so, and, and so he drives him to uh, Julie's place. And, 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 then, and then this is when the movie starts to get darker and more serious. Yeah. Still, for me at this point, I'm still thinking comedy romantic comedy you know because yeah, but yeah, this it, film but i think it's, displays it, 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 signs it, 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 of romantic comedy throughout yeah it does and that's what i really liked about it because it, it's just not all one thing and uh yeah then especially when well we, when they i'm not gonna leaping ahead here when they get to the gas station yeah that for that's for me is like holy fuck Actually, that was crazy something just occurred to me so he jumps out the back of the truck uh-huh 
that's the last we see of Denise Crosby and Paul yeah, Revenza. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So they yeah. do they we, they don't even make it to the helicopter. We don't. Know. Went, well, we don't know what happened to them. And by the way, they weren't going. I, they weren't going to the helicopter. They're going to the airport. Oh no, they're truck. going to the airport. That's right. And he she she set up the helicopter for Harry. Yeah. If he can get to the airport in time. So he wants to get to Julie's place, pick up Julie. And then go right to the building, to the top floor, right. and get in a fucking helicopter. Yeah. And the building isn't too far from Julie's place. Okay, everything, everything's in this small area yeah, called so Miracle Mile. Like a neighbor. This would be like if it all happened in East Vancouver. Exactly. Uh, like commercial drive. Like yeah. commercial, yeah. And and if uh, if the Biltmore was the tower that they have to get to, like it's not Ew. it's not too far because he pushes her in a shopping cart at one point. Yeah. So so he. I he, thought that was an homage to Animal House, by the way. <laughs> homage. Everything's an homage with you. Your life's an homage. Also, I, I, I've never, I never made it through Animal House. So. Well, there's a scene with a woman in a shopping cart, and it doesn't end happily. Oh. And I think <laughs> that uh, this film was like, hey, let's try to add a bit of hope to the idea of a woman in a shopping cart. Idea of a woman in a shopping cart. Maybe it's cart. a metaphor uh, for the com- commodification the of femininity. That's the fucking I don't know, intro but, clip, yeah. right? Anyways, um, so I, he, so he, he, he finds her apartment. It's, it's, oh, it's oh, wait, then. Is this before the gas station? No, it's yeah, after the, the gas station. So. Yeah, it's after the gas station. So he... he Don't he, talk about... Well, we have to talk about the gas station. We have to, we have to talk about the gas station. Because the car... For, for, he for, figures out the car doesn't have enough gas to make it to Julie's place and then and back. And then the airport. Yeah. So he... So he Which is on top of a building. At, gun, at gunpoint, he uh, he forces uh, the, the convertible guy, driver, to go to this... Uh, Wilson. A gas, His name was Wilson. Wilson. Right? So yeah. a, a gas station that's intended only for taxi cabs. Yes. And, and then but he, he doesn't know that. He just... Because there's a gas station, get in there and get some gas. Well, he says, like... Wilson says that that's only for cabs. Oh, right. They won't, so they won't serve that. us. And, they, and then Anthony Edwards is like, I got a gun. And so Anthony Edwards... Goes to use the phone, tries to reach Julie. And then, and then the guy who works Still at the answers. gas station, who is also a character actor... Well, he's more than a character actor. He's a legendary crime writer. It's Eddie Bunker. Oh, is that it? That's right. It's Eddie Bunker. Eddie Bunker. He's Who? also in Reservoir, Reservoir Dogs. Dogs. Yeah. Browns. And he also wrote Straight Time, which became a, an excellent Dustin yeah, Hoffman well, film. Because he he was a, he was, he did Time. He, he was a con yeah. ex con crime yeah. writer. Yeah. So the shit hits the fan, and Eddie Bunker's got got a, a saw- Edward Bunker, by the way, in the credits of this film. Edward Bunker. Not to be confused with Edith Bunker. Or Archie Bunker. Or Archie Bunker. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Or, it, or nuclear bunker. Because of, bunker. Yeah, yeah, hey, so he's in Bunker. I don't Perfect. care if he's yeah, a crime yeah. writer. We're looking, for, we're looking for some actors that have names set similar yeah. with like a nuclear... Jenny Missile war. will play yeah, the Yeah, yeah. Fra- Frankie Silo. Uh, <laughs> Dylan Warhead. Yeah, and, and Darren dying slowly of radiation poisoning. <laughs> how'd, you know, how'd you know that was my last name? Eddie Bunker pulls a sawed-off shotgun, and the cops can suddenly pull up, and the, yeah. shit, and the shit's about to go down. Again, because this film also is all about, at some level, assumptions. Exactly. At this it's point, totally no one knows whether because, or not. Because there's a black guy possibly stealing gas. Or, he, or well, I think he's obviously assuming that if it were Anthony Edwards just there... Trying to pump gas, you come out, buddy, or excuse me, can I help you somehow? Yeah. But he comes out and makes the totally racist assumption it's that American, the Wilson man. character yeah. is stealing his gas, yeah. you know? But everyone's got guns. Cops show up. Cops show up. And, and so uh, Wilson is like, fuck, I got a bunch of stolen stereos. I'll do 10 years. Yeah. Even though he's not really thinking, like, but we're going to get nuked. <laughs> Anthony Edwards point. has been lying to people about That's like, right. like, he's been a, a, a exactly. chemical cloud coming in. Yeah. So they don't really freak out. Well, he out. actually tells Wilson it's not, he doesn't say it's chemical cloud. He says it's a meltdown. Or a meltdown. 
It's different so stories, but how the hell can you explain what's really happening over and over again? Exactly. It'd be boring. Because people are kind of guessing at him. <laughs> yeah, and people are kind of guessing. Like, is it this? He's like, yeah. Because the point is, they just got to get out of there. He doesn't have time to yeah. explain all that shit. So, deal so, with so the cops show up, and, and Wilson is standing there with, with the gas pump. So he, he douses the cops in gas. And them and get away. So, yeah, but 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 then the... but then the, they, the, they start shooting but, no, the lady, the lady cop, like a woman... Fires a warning uh, shot. Fires a warning God. shot. And, and sets herself on fire. Which is one of the most horrifying things I've seen I, in a movie. I, I, I forgot that happened. I, I couldn't believe they did that. And in then the, the, second, the, the second cop the falls two on cops, top of her. Yeah. So then they have to get the fuck out of there. So uh, uh, Anthony Edwards jumps in the cop car. And then Wilson, for whatever reason... I still got to figure, why did he get in the back of the cop car? Why didn't he get in the front of the cop car? He's in the back of the cop car. Because I remember because he gets out of the back of the cop car. But like I've been in the back of a few cop cars, and there's no you, you can't fucking there's no handle. No, like like you have there, to be there, let there, out. There's really no leg room there either. Oh yeah, it's terrible. And there's no bottled water. No, I and, know. And, and the, no, there's, there's no, no Wi-Fi. There's, there's no seat belts. Yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> so Anthony Edwards drives to Julie's place, uh-huh. and he says he says, "Hey Wilson," like an idiot. He goes. I'm just going to leave the cars here, the, the keys here in the car. I'm going to run up and see if I get my girlfriend. You're uh, cool, right? <laughs> you're not going to drive away in this cop car at some point because you have to go get your sister. And the cops are probably after you because you stole a cop Wilson. car and just murdered two, two cops. cops. Yeah, yeah. And blew up a gas station. And blew up a gas station. Oh, yeah, and the well, gas station. Well, even though it's really <laughs> involuntary homicide of the two cops. Well, nobody knows that. Well, of like, course they wouldn't. When, when, yeah. when the cops hear two cops of are course. down, they've been burned alive, they're yeah. going after the guy that stole the cop car. Who are they going to hear that from, though? Other, I don't well, know, they other eventually cops. bring it up because they refer to them as cop killers. Well, later. how did they find out? Because the gas station blew up. So, so fucking Johnny Shotgun, Edward, your your best friend there, what's his name? Eddie Bunker. Bunker. Eddie Bunker. He blows up in the gas station. Johnny Shotgun. There's no witnesses. <laughs> you mean, no, you're no, implying no, but... that police can't jump to conclusions? Five has, has he got? Has he got Mary winning? Yeah, he has Mary winning. For some reason, she's drugged or something. Okay, so right? we should get no, a... she took a Valium to go to sleep. So, right. so okay, so yeah, she's, she's drugged. We're so, way off track. So get back to it. Anthony Edwards shows up in the gas station. He, he says. Wilson, in four minutes, honk the horn. I gotta run upstairs and get no, the girlfriend. No, no, not in the gas station. So sorry, sorry, sorry. Her sorry. Her place Ju- Julie's apartment. So he goes upstairs to Julie's place. We don't really need to get into that fucking, I think, frankly, totally unnecessary and lame subplot about the couple getting back together. Not at couple. all. Are you no, crazy? No, I like, I like. Well, that's well, the one thing I didn't like was the fact that this impending disaster brought them back together. They realized their, their all their differences were petty. Wonderful. This is the end. Are you and they wanted to be together. Oh, I, I, liked, was, I thought it was ham. When, when she sees them in the car at the end, and they, they said, "Nah, fuck you that's guys." That's one of I'm the most go, poorly gonna, delivered yeah. comedy scenes I've ever seen. I didn't think it was comedy scene. When they start arguing, when, when they start arguing, passion. I loved it. Yeah, I, 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 I like. I, I work for me too. I, I like the, the scene I remember is them in the car, and she's trying to convince them to come with. And they too. they said no. They that we're gonna you know we're gonna go but Get to the place. breakfast. But they're together. Yeah, the bit when she starts driving and she's grinding the gears, and he's like, "God damn it, Ethel, don't grind the gears." No, 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 no. Yeah. I, I, I thought it would be funny if they just started arguing, and then that was it. But instead, they had to stop and go. Here we are arguing at yeah. the end of the world. But let's get well, back to the way, the way Dylan's explained now is kind eight, of making me not like 83 it. <laughs> Although I did like it. Long story short, he goes upstairs. He Julie's been taking a Valium. So Anthony Edwards puts her in a shopping cart. Which one would do? That's the first thing. Well, because know. Wilson steals. Because he's taken off. Wilson takes because he's got to go get his sister. And, and because he saw Animal House. <laughs> Shopping cart. Okay, so uh, then yeah. the old people the old people decide to drive and make up their fucking differences. And it's which the is car the, she hasn't unne- driven in years. This it is was a, so charming. 
It was nice. It was a nice little touch. This is not the time for that kind of shit. Like, no, I, th- I, th- I think I think it was. It was just a little bit of um, humanity, a little bit of uh, levity in this horrible, escal- escalating, this point, intense situation. The street oh my scenes have people like trying to grope strangers. Okay. It's, getting, it's, getting, it's getting a little... It's uh, getting just so he's pu- so he's, pu- he's pushing her in the shopping cart, and she wakes up. I guess she's all doped out, so she's not... This is weird that you're pushing me so in the shopping strong, cart. Where strong the fuck am I? She assumes, again with the assumptions, yeah. she assumes, oh, this is some romantic thing where you're going to take me for a fucking a, a hot air balloon ride at, at dawn. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, sure. And he's pushing her Sounds towards nice. that building where the helicopter is. Right. He's pushing her because he's doped out. He can't she, carry her. Yeah, he's pushing having... her to the helicopter. Have you have you ever tried carrying Mayor Winningham anywhere? Yeah, she's oh, like she looks like she'd be really light. Well, she would. You'd think that. Well, like any human. It's late at night. You haven't slept well. You know, it's hard to carry her. You know, especially with that you know '80s hairstyle she has. Yeah, she's and, a, she's an odd character that Mayor Winningham. She's yeah. wonderful, actually. She won an Emmy for an incredible movie, great movie called George Wallace. Plays his totally. She plays on George wife. Wallace. Gary Sinise plays George Wallace. She plays his long-suffering wife, and she's incredible. It's weird. That's weird, because he's also in a movie that I love. I'm pretty sure it's Mayor Winningham. Is it Almost Fire? No, and not Singles. Uh, Georgia. With, um, oh, that's a good with, movie, uh, Jennifer too. Jason Lee. Jennifer that's Jason right. Lee. No, I fucking love the movie Georgia. I've never seen it. Um, so, You've got Georgia on your mind. <laughs> that, that was good. Is there a needle scratch? That was actually really good. <laughs> Anyways, so he's pushing her in a shopping cart about the it's about four blocks and he gets her to the fucking building. He's like, We yeah. have to go up the elderly couple are like, We're just gonna get incinerated. <laughs> they um, don't quite say it like that. I yes they do. <laughs> I'm gonna go eat a big old fucking uh, diarrhea breakfast and... <laughs> and not worry about the shit I'll have to take in twenty four hours or whatever. Fucking they have their moment. That would have been a great line. <laughs> it's like Finally, I can I can eat hot I yeah. can eat hot food and not worry about diarrhea. <laughs> so uh, I don't care about it anyway. So he gets they get into the building. At this point, the world does not know. It's still just well, after hours yeah, kind but of. The, 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 the word is kind of spreading a little bit. A little bit because there's those two chicks with the machine guns and they're awesome. Well, I forget it. The chicks. With the they're machine... wonderful. They're only briefly in there. No, I, I don't. They remind them. me of the two crazy women from Five Easy Pieces. You know, going to Alaska. Yeah, I love, God, I love that movie. Yeah, brilliant film. They remind me of the two women from uh, Five Easy Pieces. Yeah. So uh, they, they go into the elevator, and Mayor Winningham is just sort of coming around. At this point, he, like uh, 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 Anthony Edwards is still lying to her about the hot air balloon, and they get up, they get up to the top, they get up to the top of, of the building. He could have been a serial killer. She would have been yeah. easy. So so Pushing on the street in a shot, fucking shot. This movie cart. could have gone in any any direction. Could have. Yeah. And they get up. To the top, and the, and the fucking doors open, and then there is another amazing character actor, oh. Kurt fucking Fuller. Yeah, um, like he 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 was the, 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 for me he is the most bizarre thing in this movie. But yeah, because he's uh, he's like doing drugs. He's uh, he's half naked. Well, not yet. He is not yet. At no, he's first, not. He's okay. All he's, <laughs> that's at right, first, maybe that's he's later then. <laughs> bringing yeah. someone's yeah, yeah, personal yeah. belongings. All oh, right, he's, and, he, and he's angry. Up, he's really angry. Up to the helicopter, and he's apparently doing this for money. He's arranged a pilot to come in from somewhere for big money. Yeah. He's probably he's like, half asleep. He's probably under the influence already. Yes. And Let's he's being awoken with the news that the nukes are on the way and you have to get people out I don't here. think he knows what the nukes. Oh, I think he does because the way he reacts Well, later. it's still like a cloud or something, like a meltdown, right? He's just some it's kind of rumor. tough, crazy dude. And it's like... A business proposition's been made for him. He's delivering these And he's so pissed off about it. He is. Yeah, no, he was. Uh, they, they, that was he was sta- a standout in this movie. If you don't know who Kurt Fuller is, the Hulk Hogan 
vehicle. Oh, over, no holds barred. No holds barred. Kurt we Fuller sh- plays the evil wrestling owner. And at <laughs> one point, he's he's uh, screaming at one of his, you know, he's screaming at his staff. And then uh, um, his female, uh, his female uh, like assistant comes in and says, "Would you like a cup of coffee, or whatever?" And he just goes, he just turns to her and goes, "Take a leak." <laughs> and then <laughs> she leaves. What does that even mean? I don't know, but that's what I know Kurt Fuller from. I've never seen him not play an asshole. I've never seen it. Like, wow, he's he, got the face for an asshole. He's. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Kurt Fuller is loading shit onto this helicopter. And they don't have a pilot. They don't have a pilot, which which go, which leads to the, the one of the weirdest scenes in this movie. Absolutely, yeah. the weirdest scene in this fucking movie. And also, I he love goes it. Goes out searching for, for a, a fucking pilot. helicopter pilot at four thirty in the morning. Yeah. Can't it, find anyone, and so, he so follows she, some joggers into an all night <laughs> health spa. Oh no no no! This no, no. scene he is ju- incredible. He, he jumps onto a street sweeper. <laughs> and asked the driver, and it's and the, the guy, guy from and, the diner earlier, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's the poor exactly. man's Charles Durbin. Yeah, he's he's a that, who is, and he's an brilliant asshole. because he's an again, he's, an he's blowing now. him off because it's kind of like if someone ran up, if we left this podcast right now, and some guy <laughs> ran up to us on the street <laughs> and said, "Hey, the world's gonna end," and you ignored him, and then you saw him again tomorrow saying the same thing, you'd be like, "Fuck off!" It's yeah. such a great, brilliant. It's only been about it's only been about a half an hour. But already you're trying to forget this shit. You're like, you caused the panic in the diner. I'm going back to work. Oh, fuck you! I couldn't figure yeah. out why you said fuck you because I didn't recognize the guy. So Anthony Edwards has to find a helicopter pilot, so he follows these three joggers who jog, they jog <laughs> into the the, the, the yeah. fitness. Eighties, you know, uh, twenty minute workout clothes. He strolls into this night, or sorry, this uh, all this night, all night, which is really gym. busy, which is bizarre. It is, but here's it's the LA. thing: he's got his gun and he's like roaming through this night. Gym. And it's looking for. He's looking for a he- fucking helicopter pilot. Yeah. In a night gym. Yeah, and it's great. It's and, a and really it's, and again weird and, assumption. And it's one of these yeah. tracking shots too. It's it's one take. Like it's a really Is interesting it? one take shot. And he's just going to, to person to person, going, "Can you fly a helicopter?" <laughs> there's, a, there's a guy he's like, wearing, like in, he's, 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 he's like in the Nordic track. He's like he's sweating hard, yeah. and this dude comes up. Says, a, Can you fly a helicopter? <laughs> it's amazing the so reactions was, people have. Yeah. Some don't give a shit. Some freak out and run away. Yeah. And then he goes into like look. And, he, and he goes into like the, the I guess what do you call it when everyone does fitness aerobics I guess aerobics yeah, class and he, sh- <laughs> he class. shoots the stereo and he's like does anyone know how to fly a helicopter and it's a it's a, like twenty no, people in this out, class yeah, yeah. well it's L A that's like <laughs> and he lies he says that it's like for a heart transplant I believe yeah, yeah. Something like that, or yeah. heart operation and then he goes through a door and this is this is one of the few critiques I have of this movie. He goes through a door and he's like, "Does anyone know how to fly a helicopter?" And immediately, a guy goes, "I know how to fly a helicopter." And this, this that guy, he was the he was the bad guy in Cobra. He's got that big fucking face. He's a weird looking dude. Yeah, he's a weird looking dude. It totally works. Movie. Bad. And there's unnecessary <laughs> full frontal in this scene. Did you know? No, there that? isn't. There no, is. there isn't there at all. Is. No, there? there is that, but it's not unnecessary. Oh. <laughs> I don't. I don't. There remember is that. full frontal, but it's not. Full on dude. Right. Right. Yeah. Like, and and the thing is, it's not like he bursts into a locker room and Go. someone is totally naked. The person comes walking out of the locker room into the fitness. <laughs> no, completely they hear, naked. They've heard a gun go off at that well, point. Well, it's 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 L.A. the gun. They're freaking out. But yeah, there's. There's a lot of bit of hanky panky. Uh, I also like the the fact that uh, it was like almost like a, a reveal that he's gay. He goes, yeah. I, I, the pilot goes he, to the get pilot his companion. He, he says, uh, Leslie, come on, we gotta go. And of course, you're expecting Leslie to be a woman. Well, Leslie is a, a woman. A, no, it's a dude. That and, wasn't a dude. Yeah, yeah of course it, is. it was. It's a, and he's and, a gay and because he says you got a problem with that. And but, again, the film is about the whole assumption. I totally yeah. thought that was a chick. 
And uh, really? no, 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 it, it's it definitely a gay lover. But I also love that about this movie because again, challenging the assumptions. Yeah. It's like yeah. Harry fucking he miraculously, and this is where I'm starting to think this is why it's called Miracle Miles. He actually finds a helicopter pilot and goes manages to negotiate money. Bit of all a, that. Probably what the, the biggest leap of faith in this movie is finding a helicopter pilot in an aerobics night gym at 4:30 in the morning. Yeah, who yeah. doubts? But who, he doubts who, who, he can do it. Who though. agrees to do it? But no, but he, he expresses do doubt he can at first. Like there's certain instruments, but he's like, I'm a pilot. Yeah. I can fly helicopters, but if, but the, you, he's not playing. A, and I and I. I don't mean this at all as a put down on the fact that the character is revealed as gay. The way he talks at first, when he agrees to kind of do the job, he he comes across like he might be crazy, like he can't really do it. Well, he's in a gym he at plays 4.30 up, in the yeah, morning. He is, and he's also playing at that sort of like, like very eccentric, like his right. reply and stuff. So again, I got the impression the first time I saw this, will it happen or not? And that's what I love about it is that... Um, as we find out later in the movie, he does deliver the goods. I yep. said I'd be here. Again, ah, yeah. defying the expectation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This film really sticks up for underdogs. It's true. It's along true. Along the way. Yeah, it's, it's a, a very I, I, cool movie that to, Totally agree with you on really that. really does. Sure. I think especially at this point, this time in like in the 80s, when it's way easier to make fun of those people. Yeah, yeah. Than, than to actually empower them yeah. and give them like, you know, like that, give them some They're tiny little parts. Yeah. But they really they're, do reinforce it. There's really, I don't want to sound heavy handed, but there's like a message there about, you know, the assumptions you make about people and who will no. really come through for you. Yeah. You and, know, and, we, and we all get incinerated all at the same rate. So we're all equal then. Yeah. Then does he go back to the. So, he, so he, he, says, he says, go to the building, I'll meet you on the roof. And then and he gets out and chaos is breaking out on the streets because so the, word, the, the word is out. Does he see Julie? Running around the streets. He leaves her at the top of the, the building. building? First thing, but with, the, then, with the fucking crazy guy? Yeah, yeah, he leaves well, her there. Yeah. But the guy doesn't seem a, totally and, crazy. And there's also a... There's well, a there's the a, first, the guy doesn't seem crazy. Oh. He just seems grumpy and pissed yeah. off. And you're going to settle for that in these circumstances. Sure. She talks to the the other guy who's loading up the helicopter. And, and she says, a helicopter for, for a hot because air balloon. Because she doesn't even know what the fuck's going on. And then uh, and then he goes, what, what hot air balloon? So I think she goes down to the street. To, I think she follows uh, Anthony Edwards down the street but she said she's this still is, and uh, now stuff now this shit is starting because to, to, people are, are phoning yeah. their fucking friends and, and whatever cars are crashing like the and, word's and, gotten out from that elitist circle I, and, I, and, I, then, and then a cop car comes out of nowhere and smashes into a department store which oh, is one of no, my well, favorite well, fucking well, shots this, this, ever this, 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 it's a great a, moment well yeah. isn't this what the, when they're in the department store and they're trying to elude the police no, no well, not yet they're okay. outside yeah, a cop car smashes into the window of, of like the Macy's or whatever. Right. And then By the Ju- way, and Julie runs in right. to see if, yeah. if anyone's okay. And, and then Harry goes in looking for Julie. The, the building gets surrounded by cops. Yeah. And they're like, come out. And they're, they're, all of a sudden, they, they just all run away. And that's my favorite moment in yeah. this entire movie. Then you know shit's going, like, it's so, totally so, yeah. going down. So a cop car smashes into a, a Macy's. They wind up inside. And it uh, turns out that it wasn't driven by a cop. It was driven by... It's Wilson again. It's who, Wilson. Who got his sister. Went and got his sister. And, and, she's, been, and, she, and she's been yeah. shot. Or whatever. They look like they've both been shot. They die, they die on the escalator. They die on the escalator again. That homage to the silent. Part. Is, yeah, he's Where does, But when does he give the gun to uh, to Mayor Winningham? Remember, there's a point where he, he meets her up again, meets up with her again on the street, and hands her a gun because and he's like, he, "Take this," because people are literally coming up to her just to grab her. Yeah, yeah, being all pervy, pervy, because people it, are just losing it, it's, their it's minds. Like, it's like the, the world's ending. I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do. So it was a great throwback. 
Anthony Edwards jumps on the roof of a car at one point, and the guy wants to like shoot him. Oh, that was, that was and nuts. he's crawling under cars, and there's the, the there's a guy w- run over, and he's holding a variety. Yeah, he's. Uh, I exactly. had to pause it to check yeah. it. Out. But I wondered if it was like a reference to the line earlier where Roger, the crossdresser, said, you know, about the initial phone call. There's a million out of work actors in this town. Yeah, he does well, say that. Oh, like, here's yeah. a run over actor. He's just still clutching the variety. Yeah. When they're in the department store, it's one of my favorite reveals. So Wilson and his and his sister are dead, and now it's Mayor Winningham and and Harry, and the cops are outside. They're like, "Come on out, cop killer, and all that." And then uh, and Harry realizes, okay, it's it's been like over an hour now. You triggered a. This is a misunderstanding. People and have died. St- you, it's you still, still better than a nuclear war. And I but it's, at this point, I genuinely believed, oh my God, there are no nukes. Like I thought yeah. that was going to be the, the the fucking twist ending was that, that it wasn't real. But then all of a sudden, the fucking co- the, the real cops just leave. But but who knows why they left? They left because well, because 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 it was an evacuation order. We're about to get nuked. Or, or it, there was there was more chaos breaking, but there was more important. I think it's just there. that they they've gotten the news. I just found that so <clears> creepy when they're in the department store. Oh my god, they're fucked! And all of a sudden, they realize there aren't any cops outside anymore. And what what's going on? Like, then Woo-hoo! they go inside. And now this shit hits the fan, and this is where he gives the gun to Mayor Winningham. Right. To, 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 and it's put... when he sees the news. There, there's like a TV store, and he smashes the window so he can hear what the... Because what the everyone's standing there looking at the images without listening, but yeah. Smash the fucking window. Like, like You what? don't really need to hear it. When you see a reporter who like, hasn't shaved, and he's crying, and, and the camera's <laughs> zooming around. Like... But this is all still happening in And also he an smashes hour. it with his elbow. Like, yeah. ah, you can't really do that with plate glass. But, um, so he, sends, he, sends, he says Mayor Winningham... My love, go to. Doesn't he send her back to the building? He so then he goes back to the fucking diner to make a f- to try and phone the guy's dad, which I thought was a nice scene, but that's totally unrealistic. Nobody would do that. Yeah, I don't buy that. I believe he would do it. Just, well, just, just, a phone guy. from the fucking office but, tower. But but he's also calling just to see if this is actually real. That was another confirmation because oh. he also deeks it because 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 uh, do you do you have a son? No. Oh, is this like my college roommate? Like he would know it was some. So yeah, so now chaos is fully breaking the streets, and he, he and people are going crazy. Mayor Winningham is in the building, and he's trapped, and and that's when he gets up on top of the car to see what's going on. <laughs> some, some, and the guys are just shooting through the room. Of his because car. he dented his fucking car. By the way, everybody has a gun in this movie. Well, fucking, it's, it's, because it's, it's the America. U.S. I know, I know, Jesus but I, Christ, like yeah. every time I go down there, I, I try and forget that everybody does have it's, a gun it's, in, it's, the, it's, in the United States. That's, that's when the incredible plot twist comes around, though, in this movie. He sees all this activity and Sandy going on the streets, and he just finds out the Canucks lost. Fuck off! <laughs> you, you, yeah, you're pretty good tonight, actually. That would, that would, that would have been awesome. <laughs> that joke's only about six years late, but... It doesn't matter. It's still timely. And then the guy goes, you stood on my car, and so I'm going to... You're under the car. I'm going to follow you with and a he gun. And he kept following and He had to like, go into a sewer and a pipe gone, He Hey, man, at this point, it's so chaotic. This son of a bitch has probably always just wanted to kill someone for harming his shit. Mm-hmm. And this it's, is it's, a chance. It's, it's a license. It's, it's a the last minute. As much as some people want to like. And, and I, I keep thinking, wow, this movie's crazy. Like it's probably not gonna get any crazier than this, right? <laughs> but it does. It gets crazy. He's climbing up the sewer thing, and he sees there's like a, I guess like a wire. Almost like a wire. That's brilliant. And you see that you see this this face hit the. Yeah, he's looking I up, was dead. That was awesome. And he sees awesome. people running, and yeah. then and he just sees this one guy dead, and yeah. it's. it's Striking and effective. Yeah. So you don't need to see all of the extras. No. You just need that it's a, it's one a, it, dude. The whole, it's a, it's everything that's going on is encapsulated right there. So it's, yeah. I remember finding it particularly horrifying. Yeah. And so then he manages to find the uh, the way into the building. 
he meets up with Mayor Winningham in, in the lobby, and they go back up the elevator, and then the elevator starts to slow down and stop a bit, and they assume that, oh my god, the mm-hmm. missiles have been launched, and they decide to bone. Oh, that's right. They do, and I well, love how they right. cut to well, I, I the shot of the rising numbers. Yeah. Right. Like, like, in the like place his, of them actually like getting dick. on. It reminds me like, like the train going in the tunnel yeah. and the naked gun. The missile shooting and This up is and, all wonderful. Yeah, yeah, but, they, well, think, I, I'm thinking at this point, and I, actually I said to my wife at this point, world's ending, everyone says yeah, they probably want to have sex. So they, like, could you get it up? That's the thing. Like, my mind's elsewhere. I'm like, I'm in an but elevator. But they don't actually yeah, get yeah, it on. It applies to trying to or wanting to. Yeah, I am old, Hey, come on, still, you could still... You could I'd be terrible. I'd be more, more scared. Give them the than, benefit of the doubt and think uh, they got it on. You could at least go down on a woman at the end, in, in the so, end of the world. <laughs> the, the end game for end of the world is cunnilingus. Is that what you're saying? If you're lucky. <laughs> Masturbation, for sure. Remember wow. Simpsons, <laughs> the episode when they thought there was going to be a meltdown and then... The two people step out of the closet. The girl's like, am I ever going to hear from you again? He's like, yeah, sure, baby. <laughs> it's that mentality they're going after. But, then, but they were actually in love. Probably my, my favorite, the weirdest scene in the movie, is when they get to the roof. Yeah, they actually get to the roof. And th- that this really is an amazing performance from Kurt Fuller when they come off so the fucking elevator. what's he doing when they come off the elevator? He's, oh, he's fried out of his mind. He's, yes. He's eating all the drugs. He has no shirt on. He's, he's, he's you know what he's doing? They get out of the elevator, he's fucking a corpse. That's right! He's fucking a corpse. I don't remember that. Yeah, there's a dead woman on the... on. Jesus, and he's yeah. I don't know, it wasn't a woman. I think it was the, the other dude. Maybe was it was. Well, there's a no, dead person. No, I think he killed those two women. Yeah. That's horrifying. Yeah, he's fucking a corpse. I didn't notice that. Yeah, I, I was like... Fuck, that's horrifying. <laughs> the first thing I think of, end of the world... People well, I'm gonna fuck a corpse. <laughs> you think that, really? Always. Because um, that's how the podcast should start. No, he's, uh, he, <laughs> he gets up off this dead body, he does up his... He does of his I don't, pants, I didn't notice that. And he's like, oh, yeah, sort of yeah, embarrassed, yeah, but he's yeah, crazy. Yeah, that is what he was doing. I didn't notice. By the way, we should point out one thing. I don't know if you guys noticed it at the beginning of the movie, but this is true. I'm not trying to be a smartass or something. We all, I believe, watched the full frame version. It was actually a pan and scan crop version. That's, as yeah. far as I know, it was a terrible all case, that's yeah. available on DVD as of now. At least those are the copies we have. If there's a better version out there, we should get it. I, I believe it's on Blu-ray right now. Details like that would have been lost. Because, yeah, in it, the it, scanning, was, it, it was it was actually a really terrible copy that I watched as well. Because the copy yeah. I watched was so great either, but the movie's still great despite yeah. that. But here's what I'm going to say. If you're going to put a detail like that in a movie, yeah. it's got to be clearly visible. And when I'm saying this, it's not a criticism of the filmmakers. It's just a bad transfer. I didn't see Cause that. Because that's utterly horrifying. Yeah, because I get I look at my wife and I'm like, he's just fucking a corpse right there. Like a dead corpse. He was having sex with that corpse because he's, he's it's the end of the world. He's out, he's out of his mind on he's drugs. He's out of his mind on yeah. drugs. Yeah, he's, he, he smashes a wine bottle and drinks the broken glass. Yeah. He's going he's out got, to he's he's almost cheering on the It was, it, it was, it was my face. It's my favorite you know, part he's, of the he's incredible. I didn't notice that yeah. grotesque yeah, he, he's, detail. He's, he's just incredible. embracing yes. uh, the inevitable. His, well, by the he's, way, he's, the skyline he, he's, he's looks in, also, when they emerge from the elevator shaft, the skyline is totally polluted looking. Well, it's, it's it could LA. just be from the local riots, but it could also be that nukes have hit elsewhere on the planet and pollution's just it's, everywhere. It, it's it's a, it's L.A. The sun is coming up. It's just it's just a yeah. haze. Morning yeah. in America. It, 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 especially back in the 80s when, you know, everyone was just there doing their best to pollute yeah no that, that's i think that's just what la looks like also but with fires burning because there is riots happening at the base of the building yeah at this point the top of the building i totally thought of the dancing with myself video by billy idol <laughs> where he's rocking on the top of the building and oh, like man. nuclear mutants are trying to like climb the way up it's like an i am legend music video i believe either toby hooper 
or George Romero directed it. I can't oh. remember which director I, did it, but the video he said the Is top. it Dancing with Myself about Masturbation? It is. And it's originally a Generation X song, but he re-recorded it as a solo single. And the single. video is to, so similar. At this point, a Miracle Ma, you could almost splice in... Dancing um, with Myself Dance my uh, music uh, video. That would be weird. That would be the creepy fan. That would be weird if they went up there and Billy Idol was up was there. there he's, he's just, yeah, oh, just, he's just hey, dancing. There's, there's, like there's no music. No music, yeah. He's just, just dancing or with himself. Or jerking off. Oh, jerking off. I really love the scene where yeah, Kurt Fuller is just like he sees the two missiles. So now we finally have confirmation that first this is you see happening. one yeah. not hitting, you see one from America. Well, they're they're, going t- they're, they're taking off, yeah. and then two of them, and he goes like, "God damn, those, yeah. that's going all the way to uh, Tijuana." Tijuana, <laughs> and he's just fucking loving it. Tijuana is not very far from L.A. They're not gonna be nuking Tijuana. You, you're so expecting he, logic from a guy who's fucking a corpse. True that. <laughs> But there's the, I, I just remember as a kid, like, seeing that weird shot of Kurt Fuller holding his eyes, and he's got some weird foam or something in his mouth because he's so fucked up on drugs, he's got no shirt on, and it just He says, of, I took the whole drugstore. You might as well. It, it kind of embodied, like, the horror of nuclear war, just how... And dumb. just the depravity of humanity is, like, when all bets are off, who knows what... That and what, and what, and what, at one point, he's upset because he thinks uh. that there isn't nuclear war, and he's like, "Oh my god, I took all the drugs, and there isn't even a fucking nuclear war." Yeah. Which I you would probably think brain. at some point too. He yeah. says, "I fried my brain for another," but it's it's a it's a cliche hypothetical question up there with like, "If someone give you a million dollars, would you do this?" Where it's fucking like, corpse or whatever. Well, maybe not that, but I mean, I'm sure that's been plugged into the equation sure, before. Why not? But the hypothetical Depends equation, the but. Where people are like, what would you do with your last 30 Who minutes? and how rotten? The um, last 30 minutes of your life. And again, again, the movie, yeah, it's brilliant the way it does that because, again, earlier in the movie, there's like, what brilliant minds would you bring together? And they have all the characters named. At this point, it's like, how would you spend your final minutes? And it's either like helping people, looting, or like, Grabbing people, going yeah. crazy, like groping, or, or boning and in an elevator, or sorry, making bone, or a necrophilia, necrophilia yeah, on yeah, a rooftop, make, making bone, or a necrophilia on a rooftop. You know, either make love in an ele- elevator <laughs> shaft, or make necrophilia on a rooftop. Are those the only two options? And I love how the elevator, the, sorry, the the helicopter suddenly arrives at this part. And it yeah. could be as something I've referred to in several podcasts. You turn me on to the term Deus Ex Machina. It's not that. He arrives, and the thing that saves it from totally being... Deus Ex Machina? Surfing the thing model. that saves it from being that is that the pilot has... So what happened to that guy to get there? Brilliant class criticism. That The helicopter pilot we met in yeah, the yeah. gym... The night gym. Who, 1980s standards, could have been some kind of freak, could have been ridiculed for being a gay character. No, he comes through in the end. Yeah. He delivers the goods... We're all doubting the fact that this guy is a helicopter pilot. Not only is he a pilot, he's a man of his word. He came back and he saved the day. And he's wounded. And he's wounded, too. Well, I don't think he quite saved the day, but he he did his best. Not quite, but he's... Well, I don't think anything can save the day in this movie. No, but still, again, uh, this movie just impressed me on that again and again. Just like Bishop and Aliens. Yeah? (laughs) Fucking poor Kurt Fuller. I hope and hope on IMDb is not... What's going to say is... Yuppie corpse fucker. That's what what's going to say on his gravestone. The guy who fucked a corpse in, uh, in no, in it's America take Mile. a leak. It would be, it would be, uh, right. it would be. Here lies Kurt. Take a leak. Fuller. Is he is he is he, is he dead? Or is he still, is he still no, alive? he's not dead yet, but he will. Well, he, yeah, he will be someday. He's, he's not long for this world. Um, 
So anyway, so along comes uh, Billy Eilish. Cobra. Uh, Billy Eilish. The guy, the, the guy, the guy from pilot. Cobra. The Cobra. And the, it, it, the axe murderer. Although I gotta wonder, right? Cobra. Like, even if they get to the airport, I'm like, what? So you're just gonna fly in an airplane while nukes are going on? Well, off? that's what I'm thinking. Like, like they're they're trying so hard, and like the, the, the they're trying so hard to get to the airport, to get on a fucking plane, to go to Antarctica. Yeah. Who wants to live in Antarctica? Right. And like, what are you gonna do there? You have no clothes. You're in LA. You're wearing like a like a like a like shorts and a t-shirt or whatever. Well, like if the, you the, had the one hour build, to build, pick you, a you safe build, place in the world, you, to you, know, you know what? If if, if 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 I'm given that option, I'm I'm taking off all my clothes. I'm standing in the park, arms outstretched, just wait, just just fucking waiting corpse. for Kurt Fuller to come <laughs> along and mistake you now, for a dead person. I just I, I'm not. I'll be honest. I have I, no interest in living in a world that's destroyed and have to live in Antarctica. I Nor do I. I don't I, care. By the way, my favorite response in this whole film, again, the, the, the so-called no, the so-called transvestite character, aka Roger. I'm just going by the credits here. Sure. Who just sits in the diner? They're all like, "Let's go. Do you want to come?" And this character's just like, "No, I'm staying here." Huh. That character's not in the diner later when they happen to pass by there again and right. look in. There's like a dog in there and stuff. Who knows? Who knows that? Was... But I would just kind of stay put to what I was doing. I yeah. just like finish that beer. I've always thought that about the end of the world nuclear war. Like, even if you do survive, what's left? It's yeah. fucking you know the road or Mad Max or yeah. just some horrible worst situation you can think of. Yeah. yeah, I'm not interested. I just, you know, I've, I'm yeah. 53. Exactly. I'd, I've, I'd, I've had a good run. I'm yeah. cool with that. I'm just not going to live in a world where I can't watch bad you, influence. We, we, could be like, we could be like the postman and just rent movies out to people. Maybe hang out with Tom Petty. I guess he's dead now, but he's <laughs> yeah, in the yeah. postman. So we're so close to the end of this movie. Yeah. So they get in the helicopter, and then, of course, like the fucking crazy magnetic pulse or it's whatever. It's like an EMT or something like that. Yeah, it fucks up the uh, the helicopter's navigational, yada, yada, yada. They crash into the La Brea Tar Of course pits, they which do. Which is something I had totally forgotten from the first time I saw yeah. it. Yeah. I, I, I love they just came Loved around it. right to, yeah. And, yeah, then, that, and yeah. then she's, as they're, as they're sinking, she's trying to get out. And then and then Harry's like, there's nothing up there yeah. for us. Yeah. But in the future. They may find us. They might as, find us yeah. in this And then uh, and it, uh, you can see like a wave of nuclear horror yeah like yeah, the part the of the sky and... that's still yeah. it's really cool you see like a flaming mammoth like the mammoth you know, statue I'm thinking like oh, would I rather die in the nuclear explosion or drowned in hot tar or whatever like, nah. would it matter at that point yeah I'd rather just die in the nuclear explosion no, no, <laughs> it wouldn't I'd matter rather, at that point I'd rather, but it's... I'd rather drown in tar and then they can find me in the future and clone me and then I can come back to life but it wouldn't be you in, in the awesome future but it wouldn't be you yeah but, be it, 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 but it would be me effectively I would be, I would be a, a I will. I'll take uh, being preserved in hot tar over being incinerated with a bunch of morons any day. Though. And I love the fact that they <laughs> refer to each other as diamonds. You know. Yeah. yeah because really, that's the good. See, that, that's sweet. The, that's what. Uh, well, that's what dinosaurs got turned into and stuff. Diamonds sounds more romantic on the script page than fossils. I don't think it's that much of a bummer of an ending, really. In relation to everything that's going on, they have this one very sweet, beautiful. They do, and, and also before what's they the, drown in tar. Yeah. And, and what is the one guarantee in life? Death and taxes. taxes. Taxes as well, but death, yeah. And it's like, you know, not that's just, I think this I'm is really a... I'm not paying taxes. Yeah, it's just, it's a kind of look. I mean, we don't necessarily croak at once like they present in this film, but I don't want to sound like I'm patronizing to the movie. I patronizing, love this movie. Patronizing, Alex, patronizing. But the bottom line is it's <laughs> uh, better late than ever. They found love when they did. Yeah, but they never got to bone. He didn't even finger bang her. 
<laughs> you well, don't know that. You don't know what happened. Well, like under, the, under the tar, like oh. So is, is they, that they, they're gonna find their corpses and he's got his finger. Is, is, is that what love is to you? Is finger bang and that's it? It starts that way, yeah. <laughs> but if you don't even get a finger bang, then I can't I can't fall in love with you. But they well, should have been boning. You know, like, we got a weird sense all of. All I'm saying is, I mean, that's what priorities. they were getting at with that with that hairy elephant. <laughs> <laughs> even they got the fuck before, was, he, before he got was that a, was that a, was that implied because I had a kid yeah and he also <laughs> says I love how he brings up like at one point when she mentions about well we rebuild after it all ends and he brings up I think it's up to the insects it's good I guess we should just jump to the ending here without saying well we're at the end okay but yeah, it's over do you want to just start the, with the, me the, or the you the actual or end which I thought was do a, we have to give it away there there was actually one we've thing. given okay. the ending away so you hear that. They're sinking, and he says we're going to be diamonds, and that's the end yeah. of their story. I still, at that point, would have been great if, like, and then, like, it cuts it to, like, the next day, and it's news report, and it's like, yeah. the prankster is being looked for right now. That's how the, yeah. Oh, that would have been uh, after, after the movie's over, I, I, I said, you know, that was a great movie, but it would have been better if it was a hoax. If you had, or yeah. if you hadn't seen the missiles. And if the helicopter went down, no, I liked it too. But what I mean is, if you had, imagine if if Kurt Fuller's up there, he's all fucked up, and you hadn't actually seen the missiles, and they get in the helicopter, and then it turns out that the pilot's just a shitty pilot, and he crashes into the Brea tar pit. But he was shot too. He was he was injured. Right. So yeah, he couldn't. So you, so you don't yeah. need you don't need the EMT. Yeah. You could have like, just like. You know what? That that movie could have been completely ambiguous. Fuck, but, you know what? It would have been way better. But, the, but the, I still, um, but I but, don't know. If, I wouldn't say way better because I love the movie as it is. Because of this movie was written and uh, and he, he wanted to make it in 1980. Yeah. When it, when and I don't know if you guys remember being alive in 1980. Yeah, I do. Pretty Thank at the height of the Cold much. War. Dude, I grew yeah. up. Yeah. Convinced yeah. that I was going to die in a nuclear. Well, I know, I know. All these movies came out like the day after and Threads and stuff like that, but they didn't come out to the middle of the, of the 80s. This came out at the end of the 80s yeah. when that threat was kind of lessened. But it, like, if 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 we if this movie came out earlier, I think it would have way more impact. It would have been a huge hit. Maybe because well, maybe not the downer ending. If it had actually come out in like the early. When, 80s. when, when he wanted to make it. No, um, I think you're well, right. Because it was, it, this movie came out in like 87, 88. 89. I think yeah, it yeah. only would have been huge so if they had cast Scott Jacoby and Christy McNichol. Oh, I love. I, I had a huge crush uh, on Christy McNichol when I was growing up. Uh, she was so had that that butchy tomboy, sexy jean cut off short thing going on. I always thought what, she what, was. What about Tony Katane? As long as we're on the fucking Tony Katane, but only if the soundtrack Katane. can be done by David Coverdale and what? Yeah, um, <laughs> Tony Katane. Her name is Tony. I can talk about Tony Katane all night, but okay, white so video. Yes, does know, it hold up? That is a question that has been posited by Alex. Alex. You you uh, you need to say you need to say something. Please say it. Well, I was just gonna offer my final. Yeah, this is a complete gem. My only complaint it has nothing to do with the film. I guess this is up to us. If there's a better quality version of this, like on Blu-ray or something, or I, I'm, I'm gonna endeavor Let's to pick get it up. It. Yeah. I think the film just the experience to was do it justice. Yeah, just because it hasn't been governed, it's. I mean, it may be out in a deluxe version now. If it is, we'll get it immediately. However, um, yeah, this movie's a total gem. I just think the poor presentation I watched on the DVD it has nothing to do with the filmmaker or nothing. It's just you know that's the studio just putting it in whatever. Size but this more. is the truth. This movie is completely wonderful. I love this movie. I think it totally holds up. And yeah, I mean, you know, you could argue a flaw here and there, but every film I think has it. But this one delivers the goods completely, yeah. I think. Yeah, I just really hope it continues to get more and more recognition. And it's also really cheesy of me to say, but they go on about being this diamond. They'll find us someday. 
the end of the movie. I think that's even kind of a metaphor for this movie, unintentionally. Well, unintentionally. Unintentionally, but really, it really is a gem. It's a gem from the 80s. It mixes all the genres really well. There's elements of complete horror in it. There's the rom-com in it. There's a thriller in it. There's a real conscience at work. That's corny to say, but there is. I think it's a really intelligent, awesome movie, and I always recommend this movie now yeah. that we have it at Black. You're a Black Dog video. Someone yeah. comes in, they rent Miracle Mile. It's two for one Monday. What would you pair it up with? Well, this is the truth, and I, I hate to tell you to this you, but... This is the but truth. Thread, I thread. When I didn't say a bad influence either. But Threads is a really great anti-war movie that we watched tonight, this film. Threads, Threads is, is fucking is, Threads is the, I think, the greatest anti-war movie Threads ever made. Threads fucking traumatized me. Darren, yeah. final thoughts. It's, it's funny because I thought I'd seen this movie before. When I was watching it, I realized I may have. You're like... Honest, I love this movie. And I, I, I watched it about three weeks ago, like even longer, and I've been thinking about it ever since. And I, I, amazing. I, I loved it. I could, As I said, as Alex said, I couldn't recommend it enough. I would like to get a proper version of it to rent to my customers because the version we have is kind of crappy. It's, it's great. You know, it has... It, it's. I, I like the tonal shift from you thinking it's a romantic comedy to it's like all out chaos and you know it has like you know cops being lit on fire has necrophilia a, a, a night gym yeah it has everything I could ever want in a movie highly recommended I couldn't recommend it enough it's one of my favorite movies we've watched in the podcast so far oh good no. high praise indeed high praise indeed yeah of the, yeah. Of the 27 movies yeah. that we've uh... <laughs> now and if I'm going to pair it up with a movie um, a movie that part of like especially after it descends into chaos and it turns into real time just you know just you're hoping it's it's intense I'm gonna say uh, after hours, uh, Martin Scorsese's After Hours, which Bastard. is he beat was that was, was that you? That was one of mine. I, I had I had two just in case. Um, but yeah, just because that that just sort of everything just you you run into a lot of weird characters and things don't go your way and it just keeps impeding you from your end goal, which I find uh, I love but so frustrating to watch. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's almost like a dream you have where you're kind of running but you can't get anywhere and it's it's just so frustrating. Like I like Alex's recommendations of threads in this, but that's pretty heavy. That's a pretty heavy double bill. It would be a bit much. Yeah, it holds up 100%. It's even better than I remember it being. This is a movie that I like saw when I was like 13 or something, and have been talking to my friends about. And you know, like you go to a party, you're smoking, sharing a joint, and you're like, "Have you ever seen the movie Miracle Mile?" Mm. No one's ever heard of it, and you explain what it's about. And there's, there's really no way you can you can't really explain what it's about without giving it away. Yeah, because you don't want to give it away. Yeah, but you know, like just just see this thing. It's a really great movie with a fucking killer soundtrack, by the way. Tangerine oh, Tangerine Dream. Dream. They, they, they did so many great soundtracks in the 80s. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, the Tangerine Dream did all these great soundtracks back in the 80s. And Yeah, they, they, they did, like... I, I forgot about uh, the soundtrack. Uh, Legend, I think. They did Legend. Did and, they? Uh, yeah, that was Tangerine oh, yeah, the, the, Dream. The soundtrack and, uh, was amazing. It, just, it was just another element that made this movie It was perfect. Was it, was just, it was just the right... They were great on this. I kind of groaned when I saw them in the... Soundtrack. I know they're legends, they but go, whatever. Look, go, we can't all be fans, all right? Yeah. I saw them in the opening credits. I was thinking, oh shit, I didn't remember that from the from but the it, last but time it, I watched they're, it. They're so but it 80s, worked. Though. They're so but 80s. they were so subtle in this one. Yeah. But I thought the ending was clunky, but it didn't ruin the movie for me. I thought it, it had this weird, surreal sort of tone. I was going to recommend uh, After Hours, but 
Uh, but da- Darren fucking stole it. So instead, I'm going to go with another romantic movie. It uh, isn't as chaotic, but I think it has a similarly beautiful love story set at the end of the world, and that is Last Night, directed by Don McKellar. Yeah, Last Canadian film, one of my favorite movies of all time. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. It, it's, it, it would be like a peripheral take on this. Like mm. if, if all everything was going to hell, and they just focused on two people that, on a roof. I had a really that's weird a really good. That's a really good recommendation to go with this movie, cause, yeah. because it is set basically on the last night of the world. Maybe let's, 99 even. Listen, we're, we're, uh, listen, if we keep talking, we're going to miss, we're gonna we're, miss we're, last, we're, call. last call. So let's sign off. We're signing off. This is Dylan Reimer signing off. Thanks, Darren Gay. Uh, thanks for listening. Hope you anyone listen to this. Alex Chisholm signing off. Alex yeah. Chisholm, we are at 1470 Commercial Drive here and in 3451 East Vancouver. Canby Street. Um, yeah, come on by. There's weekly specials. Find us online, www.blackdog.ca. Something like that. And uh, come yeah. to the Rio sometime and buy drinks. Yes, yeah, do that and contribute. Support the Sup- Rio. Support the Rio and watch Bad Influence. The Black Dog After Dark podcast is recorded at Black Dog Video on Commercial Drive in Vancouver, Canada. It's presented by Alex Chisholm, Darren Gay, and Dylan Reimer. It is produced by Dylan Reimer and Darren Gay. Alex just kind of stands there and drinks beer. The intro and outro music was recorded by Tiger Burning Bright, composed by Jeff, who works at Jefferson's Barbershop, also on Commercial Drive. And he's a damn good hairstylist.